Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Boy, you know what? What a difference a day makes in a news cycle. Yeah, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. We had... uh, we had this announcement happen last night. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Okay, so what do you think, Bill? What do you think? Well, I mean, I have mixed emotions. I, in one hand, I go, it's, it's too early to announce. Mm-hmm. The other hand, I'm going, well, maybe it's not too early. But here's the problem, because within 30 seconds of that announcement, all the negative news stories that he predicted started coming out because, oh, well, how are you going to run if he's going to be in the flammer and all that? <laughs> all their stories. So these guys wrote these stories in anticipation. Some of people that. think that those are bots, pure and well, simple. They could be, but they yeah. were set to go and, you know, they did it. But the first, we talked about it beforehand because I think, you know, and it's been pointed out, Melania. She's sticking with him, mm-hmm. and he he did a lot of credit to Eric and a lot of credit to her. Um, but I think she's nervous because she might end up a widow. Yeah. And what I'm saying is... It's a dangerous is, thing for him to be doing in this political environment. They have thrown everything at him except a bullet. Oh, you know? boy. You, you, you got to hope that uh, his protection is the best. You know... I was thinking that he goes to these rallies where there are forty and 50,000 people and they're all delighted to see him and he has no problem security-wise. It's because they're all fans and, and he's surrounded by like-minded people. Mm-hmm. When you run for the presidency, it's a different situation. Like you say, you're, yeah. you're, in, you're, in, a, you're in crowds well, of say people who for, may not like you. If you're a lefty, you might say, well, you know, the only way to get rid of him is to kill him. And if that is your thought, because you've tried everything else, uh, and he does have a lot of people rallying behind him, you take him out. And if I were you, uh, I would run. I would change my clothes. I would hide and hide forever because there's going to be 90 million plus people looking for your butt. And You uh, have to pray that uh, he's safe. You have to pray that yeah. this is uh, not going to ever happen. People should be able to have differences of opinion in this country without fearing for their lives. But in this environment, it's difficult. It really is. Well, we don't know what's going to happen to the Republican Party or if he's even going to run. The Republicans might say, not going to be on our ticket. Well, he can be an independent. He can do it any way he wants to do it. It kept going through my head last night. I'm missing something here. There's something either that we don't know or that he is ignoring. And that's, he had the election stolen from him, in my opinion, in his opinion too, in 2020. How is he expecting to win in 2024 if nothing has changed? The 2022 election that we just had a couple of days ago, we think that was a, a, a fraudulent election. So how is well, he going to, how's he going to win? Well, it's a good question. Maybe he put himself out there as a martyr to draw them out. Um, I don't know that that's a hard one to say because everybody that supports him goes, I'm glad he's running, but I don't think he's going to win. They don't think he's going to lose. They just don't think that he's going to make it across the finish line and he's in good health. So what are they going to do to change his health? Because that's what, what it's really all about. Now they keep throwing, well, he's got all these legal issues. 
they're all bogus legal issues. And whether you want to believe it or not, that is true. You know, but I would I would say to the left, to the uh, the DOJ and all of them, you know, if you keep wanting to say all this stuff, we're talking about it. Crap, he did or get off the pot. He did put himself in a situation where I think he ha- he's a bit more protected now because now if they indict him, now if they arrest him, they're arresting a presidential opponent, mm-hmm. a presidential candidate, Donald Trump. It's not going to be as easy for them, I think, on the other side to arrest him. Well, you know, the amazing thing is there's going to be some tit-for-tat stuff. Last night, uh, the Senate was 49, Republican 48 yeah. for uh, uh, the the left. Mm-hmm. Now they got 50, and the Republicans lost one. And I'm going like, wait a minute. So they basically got a shoe in that they're going to have the 51 majority without Kamala. They got the house well, yesterday, Bill. They got the house last night. Well, yeah, they got it yesterday, but then overnight, the Democrats miraculously picked up four seats. Yeah, but it doesn't make any difference. They locked it up last night. Kevin Kiley of California, uh, mm-hmm. a Trump-backed uh, representative, won his race, and it's a done deal. They, As a matter of fact, they've uh, nominated Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. The Republicans have now. I guess they don't take the actual vote till after January. Yeah, he's one of the people that, that could be. I mean, but could the, he's the else official. Run? He's the official big guy. All he got like a, okay. I forgot. I forgot how many uh, votes he got. I think that the opponents to McCarthy only got about 30, 30 votes. So, uh, but I think you that's. Think I good? think I think it's wrong. I, I think he now he's promising that he's going to be a speaker for all the voices in the Republican Party. Mm. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, the one thing the Republicans need to do, and I know the Democrats are trying to off in the sidelines claim, well, we're going to be the party of unity. They never were the party of unity. They're the party of division. Um, the unique thing that now I, I did hear in Trump's speech that he, you know, he was talking about all the things that's on everybody's mind mm-hmm. and to fix the elections and campaign reform. I said, well, that's a good thing. Term limits. And the, you know, you, you got the border, all these issues that are on people's minds he's bringing up. Uh, the only thing he lacks is a running mate, and it may be too soon, but it sure is not, hell not going to be Pence. And I'm kind of disappointed. I am disappointed oh. in Fox News. Now, you know, they got Pence as a speaker. Now, Pence, as a contributor, you know, he yeah. just basically said, well, you know, uh, I'm not going to vote for him. Well, Pence, you didn't do what well, you were constitutionally Bill, able to do. Bill, he he said, not directly, but indirectly, that he may be a candidate in 2024. I think I have as much of a chance of winning the presidency myself in 2024, maybe even a better chance than Mike Pence. I think Pence, is, he doesn't realize how hated the guy is by so many millions of people in this country for what he did in 2020. Let me tell you something. The Democrats actually have a big problem. Now, number one, you know, if Trump does get in term limits for Democrats, that's going to change, and Republicans, it's going to change a lot of seats, which I, you know, I've said, I'm for that. It can't be a career position anymore. Same with the Senate. Now, the Senate's already got a problem for the Democrats, and that is, in 2024, they got a buttload 
of senator seats mm -hmm. that are up for grabs. But do you know that the midterms between 2024 and 2028, I mean, they're like 39 Democratic seats that are up for grabs. And that means you could virtually take over the Senate, you know, and, and change the whole scape of things. So I, I do believe there actually was a big red wave and because we had 6 million more Republican votes than there were Democratic votes. But when you look at how the votes were spread out mm -hmm. and how they went and harvested votes, and when I say harvested, you know, you got the early mail-in ballots and, you know, they do sit there and cater to, well, where are we going to pick up these ballots? They cater to sure. where they put the pickup points, which is, to me, a form of, a, you know, a gerrymandering type situation. Here's uh, the story on uh, the Republicans winning the, the House last night. Bye-bye, uh, Pelosi. The Republicans won a majority in the House of Representatives. The GOP finally hit the magic number, 218 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives. 14 races are still outstanding, so the final count for the 118th Congress is still unclear. The Republicans took control of the House after Kevin Kiley was declared the winner in California's 3rd Congressional District. So it's a done deal. A fade to complete, as they now, would say. Trump was talking about that, and he said, look, if we win by one, it's a big win. We actually had a lot of big wins as Republicans. Now, are they cherry-picking and, and doing like what I said, gerrymandering? Gerrymandering is illegal, you know, shifting you know, things for electoral votes. Yep. But you, there's other ways to gerrymander something in case you're wondering, well, what is gerrymandering, where it came from? It goes back to, what, 1812 in Boston, where it originated. So what you hear right now in the news is, oh, well, it wasn't a big red wave. It wasn't terribly successful for the Republicans. But actually it was, and I'll tell you why. First of all, and I agree with Dick uh, Morris. He was on Newsmax last night, and he says, I don't care about the Senate. I don't care about the Senate. I don't care about that at all. But that's what he, he he's um, a passionate political pundit. He said the big win is the House of Representatives because they control the purse strings. They can right. they control the money. Anything you don't like, they pass it. You just don't fund it. And that's mm -hmm. true. There's a lot of things that uh, are going to change. They also control the hearings, the committee hearings, they're going to be right. hearings on, you watch Hunter Biden. You don't, don't think for one second, Bill, that they're not nervous right now that the House is going to the Republicans because they don't want to have hearings about Hunter Biden, about January 6th. Oh, my gosh. It's going to well, change everything. Yeah, and, you know, if you think they're uh, not worried about Hunter Biden, mm -hmm. where is a top Biden DOG official? He's, he's been hired by Biden, the team to defend Hunter. Yeah. So a top official from the DOJ, the Biden DOJ, right. is now going to defend Hunter in his lawsuit. There are a lot of meetings going on behind the scenes right now in Washington about mm -hmm. how do we handle this new Congress? How do we pr protect ourselves? Also, by the way, another uh, side note, in Arizona today, at 9.30 their time, which is, what, 11.30 right. our time, I believe the Maricopa County Board of Electors are having a uh, some kind of a meeting. It's open to the public, 
Let me see if I can find the story. Uh, Maricopa County is scheduled to hold a formal meeting today, 9.30 a.m. That's their time, 11.30 Eastern, I guess, following the 2022 midterm election debacle where votes are still being counted. The November 8th election in Maricopa County was an uncertifiable mess and a new one must be held. The thing that's interesting about this is I believe they've been inundated by the public, uh, the election board, with a lot of negative comments about the fraud. And I think this is a response to it, this emergency meeting that's going to be open to the public. There's going to be a lot of people uh, expressing their dissatisfaction. It wouldn't surprise me if they can't certify it because of all of the things that are that are wrong. I mean, there are a ton of things Wasn't that are wrong. Wasn't there a bunch of votes that came that, that came in that weren't counted? Yeah, that were mixed in. Absolutely, I mean, like twenty thousand that got mixed Lots. in with real votes. Yes, and you know, look, Trump's right. We got to go back to the paper ballots. And this pre-voting thing, everyone goes, oh, well, it's convenient for me. Oh, you know, a lot of countries do it. Actually, friends, they don't do it. We are a laughing stock. So quit, quit sitting there making up stories and BS as we go. The interesting thing on the Internet this morning, I saw a video. Somebody obviously snuck a, a video camera or they were taking a cell phone video of them trying to feed the ballot into the voting machines in Maricopa County and the machine spitting it back out. And then somebody there says, oh, try this machine over here. And they take their ballot over to another machine and they feed it in and it spits it back out again, feed it in, spits it back out again. And then they say, well, we'll take it and put it in that pile over there. That's, uh, I forgot, slot right. three or whatever they call it. And uh, we'll make sure that it gets counted. But those were the ballots that were mixed with ballots that were already counted, and now they don't know which ballots are which. They don't know when they mix them up like that. They don't know whether half of them have been uh, already counted or three-quarters of them have already been counted. They don't know. That by itself should disqualify the entire election bill, the entire yeah, election and, and in and Maricopa Senate, County. That's everything, Governor. Yes. Everything. I agree. I don't know how they're and the other thing that they've got to they've got to address is the candidate for governor Katie Hobbs is the secretary of state and it's her job to oversee the elections. How can she not recuse herself from that that obligation, that job when she's running for governor? Well, she only had one job. No, she had two jobs, to win yeah. the governorship and to count the votes. Uh, and if, if this was a, a test to see how she would do as governor, you failed, you failed. I and don't if, know, I, Bill, I don't know how you can possibly say that the elections were, uh, were fair and honest. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of this meeting today at 1130. Uh, I would think that's probably going to be a bunch of people hanging around outside wherever that meeting is being held too. Um, hold your breath though, because, uh, this is the United States of America where um, if if something uh, can go wrong uh, when it should go right, it will. Well, it's it's got to change before 2024 or Donald Trump hasn't got a snowball chance in hell. Well, uh, we said winning it had the to change before 2022 and it still didn't change. So, you know, we got rats in the system. You have to admit that Donald Trump is not a dumb man. 
He's a no. smart guy, okay? Don't you think that he and his staff have talked about this? How mm-hmm. are you going to win, Mr. President, if nothing has changed with regard to the tabulation of the votes? Well, here's a question. How many congressional seats does Arizona hold? I haven't got a clue. That's a good point. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, you know where I'm yeah. going because then all of a sudden we don't have the House and there are 14 votes out there where the Democrats could say, let's let's flip these real quick. We've got to win. we got to hope and pray that we win those 14 seats, that there's so, such a vast majority that if this gets fixed and it stays, yeah. we hold it. What if Bill's it saying get fixed, we have the majority hands down. What Bill is saying, and it's so true, is that let's say Arizona has hypothetically for the sake, and I don't know how many they have. Let's say they have 10. If eight of those seats are Republican right now, and all of a sudden the entire election is put into suspension and then redone, mm-hmm. that means that eight congressional seats that are tallied up in the uh, uh, the official Washington count for, are withdrawn. If they're withdrawn, all of a sudden there's a question as to who keeps the House of Representatives again. It also gives the other side a chance to somehow uh, fix the deal, as they would say. So You know, there's been many times where elections have been called and we go, hey, we won that seat. We yeah. won the House. And quietly, Democrats went back, and they challenged votes, and they went in and recounted and said, shh, don't tell anyone, but we actually just stole that seat. And a congressional seat changes, or a senatorial seat changes. And it's after they were all sworn in, too late. It's still got to be changed, and you lose that seat. So there is a lot of stink. This pile stinks. There was a Republican representative in... uh suburban Manchester, New Hampshire, I believe, who mm-hmm. uh, was ahead by, I forgot, 28 votes or something like that. And they had a recount of the votes because it was so close. And the Democrat won by one vote. The Democrat got 29 votes. They were behind by 28 votes. They had a recount of the votes and she won by one vote. A lot of that going around. Have you ever had a jar that you threw change into? And one day you're bored and you go, well, how much do I have in there? And you count it and you go, hmm, let's count it again. And you count it again. Well, you got a different count. You know, count it again. And you might get a number that's the same as one or the other to verify it. Or you might get a third count. Well, the same thing happens with these elections. Once it's pulled in the question and somebody does a recount and well, it went the other way. Well, how do I know that that's fair or right? Because mm. we made a mistake once. Did we make a mistake twice? You know, it, come on. It, it, you know, what we're doing is obviously not working or we've learned how to sit there and massage things to go the way we want them to go. Okay, let's take a little pause here, and we'll be right back. Plain talk to help you unravel a complicated world. We're CRN America. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? 
Did you feel worried that your social security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information or instant payment, email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. This is CRN America. And we are back. Other things happening. Uh, oh, you got one of those calls? Is that what you're saying? You got a... Well, no, I didn't get one of those calls. I got something like it. I got a text. Uh-huh. You know, you, you talk about scams that are out there. But apparently, the, the text uh, was from, oh, I'll name it, PNC Bank. And it was from their fraud alert department that there was suspicious activity on my credit card. And to call them right away, it wasn't an 800 number. It was a 267 number. Of course. (laughs) I said, well, well, I better call on that. Now, I'll give you the caveat right up front. I don't bank with PNC. (laughs) I don't have a PNC account. I knew that. As soon as you said that, I knew it was a scam. Yeah, and, 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 you know, the, as a matter of fact, I think I know the voice actress that was hired to do the script and she needs to vet her, her clients a lot better because, you know, it was, they didn't ask you to go through a menu. They said, uh, there's been suspicious activity on your credit Click card. Click here, dial nine. No, and no, it said, please punch in yes. your 16 digit number. <laughs> I'm going, and there's the scam because yeah. you're going, well, uh, uh, here's my bank credit card, or you punch in a card number. Now they got it, and now you will have fraud on your card. You said something to me uh, several months ago, and it's so true. With our technology today, they could find out who these people are in about 20 seconds, the phone company. Right. They could trace these people, and they could they could stop this in a heartbeat, but exactly. they don't do it. They don't do it. They must be making money on it. The phone companies must have some kind of a side deal going with whoever's doing this. Have you ever noticed... That they always sit there and say, hey, you want to stop these unwanted call calls? Buy this software. Why should I have to pay, which I already pay you for a secure system, that I have to pay for extra security? It's crazy. A lot of things going on in our world, and we were talking about uh, Trump's, uh, Trump's possible you know, entry back into the White House if he wins in 2024. A lot of people are saying it can't happen. A lot of people who supported Trump supposedly are saying it can't happen. Mike Pence is not a a fan. I can't watch the guy anymore. I cannot even look at Mike Pence and take him seriously. He is such a turncoat. Every time I see my Mike Pence, I think about back in the uh, the debates, and I and now I go back and think, you know, that fly was right. Yes. It's true, and I keep expecting when I see him on television the uh, the fly to return. That being said, you know he is uh, mulling over the possibility of running in twenty twenty four. How can he possibly be so out of touch? Well, he's out of touch, and I think Fox hired him to be uh, a contributor, a contributor, and it's like 
Well, that's just free advertising for him to campaign, to run, and I don't quite buy that. Well, then why can't Trump be a contributor? I think that Fox figures if they can get uh, Pence on a lot in the next, let's say, year or so and show the smarter side, the kinder, gentler Mike Pence, the uh, the presidential Mike Pence, they might be able to manipulate his image and uh, shake that uh, that dung that he got on he got on himself when he uh, when he said to the public he said to everybody on a Wednesday don't worry I hear your voice we're gonna go into Washington D.C. and we're gonna count every vote and if they don't do it right we're gonna we're gonna return them back to the states for uh, reverification he said this in front of a crowd in uh, North Carolina I believe and then he went back that very same week that was. That was said like on the 3rd or 4th of January, and then on the 6th of January, he turned his back on everybody that he had promised, right. you know. And then he turns his back on Trump. Mm -hmm. Doesn't this guy realize that everything that he had, Bill, everything that he had uh, up until January 6th, all of the fame and the notoriety really was because of Trump, not because of what he did as an Indiana governor or as an Indiana representative. I mean, he was one of many. And Trump singled him out and figured, okay, I'll make you my vice president. And all he had to do is be a good soldier. And he wasn't. He was a weasel, no. a weasel from uh, Washington. But anyway, uh, I, don't, I can't imagine that he, he can possibly win the, uh, the presidency I think they might put him up there. There are people out there with money who will put him on the stage with Trump to debate him so that uh, they can, they they will think that him being on a stage with Trump will sully Trump. And I think that that's a big mistake. Trump will make mince meat uh, of Mike Pence, in my opinion. Well, I think so too. Pence, you know, Pence is a former broadcaster. And, you know, broadcasters can spar pretty good. I don't even think, you know, I don't think he has it. I right. don't think he ever had it. No. You know, he could read a script and probably be monotone and just very plain Jane, and uh, which is what he did. Uh, you know, he might have lived off the fame of his radio career, there but are, that was it. Bill, there are broadcasters, and then there are broadcasters. You and I both know that, you know, you can be uh, a talent in a major market and be impressive, then you can be uh, some guy out in the middle of nowhere who has never worked, uh, you know, anything other than podunk or wherever, and uh, it is a difference. They're both broadcasters, but they're both different quality of broadcasters, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Another big story, another huge story. I don't know whether you've been following this. I don't know how you. I don't know how you can miss it. Is what what happened in Poland yesterday? Uh, a missile. Uh, landed in Poland, they said about, first they said three miles in. That's what I heard when they first were talking about the story. Then all of a sudden they said, well, 50 to 60 miles into Poland uh, was the distance. They, so they stretched that out. Uh, uh, it was a, an, I think they said S-300 or S-3000, a former Russian, an old Russian missile. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they immediately blamed Russia. Immediately. But Russia said no, and Biden did come out and say it wasn't Russia. Now, I got to tell you something. If we back this bus up just a little bit, going back to even when I was a kid, I remember the stories about our satellites. We were proud of our satellites that were up there 
you know that we could sit there from our satellites and find a guy, Jim Harrington, on a park bench reading the paper and read yes. the headlines right off that paper. Yeah. We can read a dime that is on the ground yes. and tell you what year and what meant it was. And we have detection systems. So if we detect a launch, the satellite goes off and goes, okay, let's focus in on that. You could probably get the fingerprint of the guy that pressed the button off the button. Yeah. So we know who, when, and where it came from. Well, and we know it came from the Ukraine. Zelensky, right off the bat, blamed Russia. Right off the bat, Zelensky was uh, Russia's a threat not only to the Ukraine, but it's now a threat to the entire NATO bloc, and uh, we should all be concerned. He he really wants to include NATO. He wants to build up uh, his side of the fence, and he he is not to be trusted, folks. Uh, if you, they said, from what I read this morning is that the missile was an old Russian missile used by the Ukraine. The mm -hmm. Ukraine is using these missiles to knock out the incoming Russian missiles, which are much more sophisticated. Well, here's the thing. Russia and this Ukraine-Russia divide in the war. Now, yeah, Poland is a NATO nation right there, the border. Uh, Russia does not want to be surrounded by basically an enemy state the NATO nations and Ukraine was wanting to be included in NATO. Russia at one time wanted to be included in, in NATO, but Bill Clinton said, <laughs> you and NATO. Yeah. Well, with that said, and now the Ukraine's going, we want to be a part of NATO. Now I can get the logic of using that missile. Hey, we fire this missile to Russian missile into Poland, a NATO nation. Our charter with NATO means that we have to defend those NATO countries. So if Russia really did pull the trigger and fire that missile, that means we are obligated to go in and handle it with our fist and our might and attack Russia. Here's what Zelensky tweeted uh, to, I guess it was the uh, president of Poland. Uh, no, he tweeted this, I guess, as a general tweet to everybody, but he it references his conversation with the president of Poland. Had a call with President Duda. I love that name. I keep wanting to say Zippity before that. Uh, express condolences over the death of Polish citizens from Russia missile terror. We exchanged available information and are clarifying all the facts. Uh, all of Europe and the world must be fully protected from terrorist Russia. That's from Zelensky. But the thing is, the evidence from what they're... They've, they've shown pictures, by the way, of the missile that was used. They are remnants of the missile in the field where, I guess, it hit a tractor, of all things. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a Russian missile, but it's an old one, and they all believe now that it came from the Ukraine. Well, let me ask you a question now. You know the charter, and yeah. as we're a NATO nation, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we're, we're the big bad guy. We're, we're the muscle. Mm -hmm. And our charter is if a NATO nation gets attacked, we are the ones that step in and go beat up the bad guy. Now, Russia's not a NATO nation, nor is the Ukraine. And if the Ukraine fired the missile on Poland, that means, according to our charter, yeah. we need to go kick the hell out of uh, <laughs> the Ukraine. The Ukraine. Yeah, I know. Uh, that, am I not wrong? Yeah, but what, they, what they're going to say is that then, as soon as it's definite that it's a Ukraine missile, 
Then, of course, Zelensky will be hat in hand apologetic. It was a, an oversight. It was a mistake. He needs to be hung. Publicly well, hung. It was not gonna, Mussolini him. It's not going to happen, trust me, because it's not politically correct. Think about this. Yesterday afternoon when I heard about this story, everybody was talking about going to war with Russia. Everybody yeah. said we were on the verge of a war with Russia. Everybody that was on the news was talking. About, it was they a were, distraction. They were rattling their sabers, and they were just—they were ready to go to battle with Russia. But I was thinking, okay, we're the United States is putting our fannies on the line over the loss of two Polish innocents, but they're people in Poland that were hit by a stray missile. That's two deaths. In the meantime, this same administration is ignoring over 100,000 fentanyl deaths in the United States because of the illegal drug being transported across uh, a porous southern border. How, is that make, how does that make sense to anybody who's paying attention? It doesn't. But, you know, we talked about it yesterday morning, that there would be a distraction throughout the day. Now... What I just said about the NATO nations and the charter and everything, and if it was the Ukraine, a non-NATO nation, that attacked a NATO nation, then we have to get involved. But let's just take this one step further. Mm -hmm. Let's say that somebody on our side sat there and said, you got these old rockets, look, fire it, and no one will know, and they'll think it was Russia. And it was us, let's just say, for argument's sake, Mm -hmm. that was behind it to get you know, the Ukraine to fire it, then that would mean that we were behind an attack on a NATO nation and to propagate Russia into a war. Now that puts us in double jeopardy, now doesn't it, with the NATO nations and with Russia. I was listening to uh, Jesse Waters last night. I was watching Jesse Waters last night on on Fox. He's an interesting guy, and uh, he leads into Tucker, who I like, but he's on vacation this week. But... uh, in the middle of Jesse Waters' program, he's interviewing somebody, and you hear the the long pauses in front of Biden. That's because mm-hmm. you're going to hear camera clicks and stuff like that. That goes on for about 15 seconds. It's not dead air. It's what we were hearing and seeing last night. Listen. Reporter. We're yeah. going to have to cut you off because the President of the United States is now speaking okay. in Bali, Indonesia, on the heels of this alleged Russian missile strike inside Poland that killed two Polish citizens. Let's listen in. inside a NATO allies territory killing two Polish citizens was asked about that and he said no he doesn't want to talk about it or he didn't talk about it and all the world heard was no that's striking because usually in times like this 
after he's told private groups during fundraisers that we could be on the precipice of nuclear Armageddon and how he's repeatedly assured NATO allies that any strike inside NATO territory would be a violation of Article 5 and meet a strong response. Wanted to hear something from the President of the United States. You got to love it. You got to love They were promoting the fact that they were waiting any minute. uh, uh, President Biden was going to have remarks on the uh, bombing uh, in Poland. And it was a big tease all throughout the program. And then they they broke away and they had the banner come up and the the sounder. And they go to the president and uh, you hear all the clicking of the cameras in the background as he's getting ready to... uh, to convene this emergency meeting of Western allied leaders uh, in uh, the G20 summit. And a reporter screams, you really couldn't hear it too well, but it's there. He says, Mr. President, can you tell us what you know about the explosion in Poland, sir? And Biden says, no. That was the entire thing. That, And then they, they start pushing the press out, and you hear the tone. That tone was when they went to the satellite color bars. So there was this yeah. big buildup that Biden was going to say something about the uh, the missile attack, and then you heard him say no. I mean, the guy's an empty suit. So the safety of our country, your life, your children's lives, yes, all lies in the hands of sleeping Joe, and he's at the switch. Who would you rather have in a situation like this? Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Well, I don't think this situation would have ever happened. However, this situation plays out, I think there's, uh, I think there's, it's a shenanigans situation. Um, it was, it was designed to maybe be a distraction and to draw us into something that we shouldn't be drawn into. And it might be time for us to step back, take pause, and look at this situation right now and decide whether we need to be in this mess or not. I agree. I think we should walk away from it and just forget about it. Another benefit of this new Congress might be that they stop funding our involvement in the Ukraine. Didn't we just yesterday say we're sending more money because of this attack? Yes. They asked asked for an incredible amount of money yesterday. Put the brakes on it. Yep. I agree 100%. But you know, well, the brakes on it. You wonder whether they're going to send it before the new Congress, you know, during this six week period, or uh, whether it'll be after. It, and the other thing I got to wonder is whether it's going to be going through uh, the same channels. Is it going to go you from here? FTX? To, yeah, to an FTX type situation and back to the Democrats. Well, you know, when, when something gets called to attention and maybe there's a lawsuit about it, and you know there's some bad things going on there, it doesn't stop the business from happening right away. We tend to let things just kind of go on until we get around to it. That thing needs to be shut down right away, and that that is, that's a weed that needs to be picked and find out who planted that seed, of where that money went, who it went to, and who is behind it. And we need to, we, you know, we need to find out and get to these people. Okay, let's take a break. We'll be back. CRN America. Serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. I'm Michael Naranjo, and I'm a veteran. 
Today, I'm a sculptor. My fingers are my eyes. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. With DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. Okay, back again. Uh, interesting thing out of, I believe, Washington, D.C. Um, and this guy has reared his ugly head before, uh, Judge Emmett Sullivan, a Clinton appointee. Right. I believe he was involved. No, I don't believe. I know he was involved with the uh, General Flynn situation. When they actually, when the president gave him a pardon, this guy tried to supersede Flynn's pardon, the presidential pardon. He tried to invalidate a presidential pardon. He had such disdain and partisanship. Uh, but he said uh, on Tuesday that he was blocking Title 42, a Trump-era order blocking asylum seekers at the U.S. border. This is a big deal because, as everybody who's paying attention knows, the border is being flooded right now. I mean, they're coming across in huge uh, mm -hmm. marches. They, they show these infrared pictures. Have you seen them, Bill? These infrared night vision. Yeah. They're just line after line of uh, immigrants pouring across the border. They crawl under a, a fence that was put up by Texas, and then they wait on the other side to be picked up by the Border Patrol because once they're on our soil, they're our problem. By the way, we this Emmett Sullivan, that's his name, a Clinton appointee, he uh, blocked Title 42, which was uh, used to, by President Trump in 2020 to expel migrants seeking asylum during the COVID pandemic. So now, if they're coming through and they have COVID, yeah, welcome aboard. Thanks now, to didn't this Abbott yesterday uh, do what Kerry Lake? Absolutely, uh, yes. I was just. And they're going to have gunboats on the river. They're building their own damn wall, and they're saying they've taken. The National Guard's going to be there. He was going, well, if our federal government can't do anything, I'm doing it. Here's what he said. This is a Governor Abbott of Texas. He's mm -hmm. uh, invoked the invasion clause. Yes. Uh, he's deploying the National Guard to safeguard our border and to repel and turn back immigrants trying to cross the border illegally. Uh, deploy the Texas Department of Public Safety to arrest and return to the border immigrants who crossed illegally and deployed DPS to arrest illegal immigrants for criminal activity. Build a border wall in multiple counties to block the illegal entry from these immigrants. Like you said, Bill, deploy gunboats to secure the border. Designate Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. Enter into a compact with other states to secure the border. Enter into agreements with foreign powers to enhance border security and provide resources for border counties to increase their efforts to respond to the border invasion. These are all things that Biden should be doing. By the way, I haven't got the audio, but Mayorkas was speaking in front of uh, Congress yesterday, testifying, and one of the representatives, again, asked him directly, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, is our border secure? And he said... Mm -hmm. Yes, our border is secure. This guy looks into the camera, looks into the eyes of the congressman, and he lies 
easily. It's an easy lie for this guy. How he's not uh, impeached is beyond me. He's unbelievable. Uh, he's despicable for what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Lake, she wanted to do the same thing. I'm hoping uh, right now it's an uphill climb because the other side has, uh, they've effectively done the steal. The only way that she can be governor now is if she can somehow get a recount or get a revote, which would be great. But if she ever is made governor, they know that she's going to invoke the invasion clause too. Now, two states side by side will be uh, blocking the border and doing what Biden should be doing. Well, we could know this afternoon, uh, what, 9 or 11 o'clock our time, whatever it is, you know, what's going on in Arizona, but I wouldn't hold my breath. I don't look good in blue. It's my favorite <laughs> color, but I don't look good in blue. Yeah. Uh, and, and see what happens there, because obviously there were a lot of shenanigans. If anything, they should go into uh, an automatic um, runoff election yeah, and a recount. But uh, I know that that woke system there would sit there and go, oh, you want a recount? Uh, you want to run off? You have to pay for it yourself. Now, if it was the other way around. Uh, you and I, the taxpayers, would have to pay for it. I still think the most interesting thing I've heard about this whole thing about a recount is what you just said about the effect that it might have on the House of oh, Representatives yeah. total. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, big you deal. you got to think of the outcome, what's going to happen. And I'm sorry, Kerry, you know, if we're going to give up a lot that we may not get anything from doing anything, you got to weigh it out. But then again, too, the, the voting system in Arizona – has to be cleaned up because if we don't do it, it's a done deal. And it's just going to be that way in two years, in four years, in six years, and on and on and on and on and on. Can you figure out how they can vote uh, Kevin McCarthy in as Speaker of the House? I can't. I, they have to be hearing from their constituents that they're not pleased with the way that the Congress is being run uh, by the Republican leaders. And he's a Republican leader. He was the minority leader, McCarthy. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I I tend to believe because I hear politicians kind of change things or they soften up on things. Uh, what I would consider conservative news, they soften up. And we talked about this off mic where we sat there and said, you know, somebody comes up to you and goes, you know, it's for your, your good. You want to keep your job? You know, you want to do this, save face. You don't have to sit there and say you're a denier. Uh, you don't have to sit there and be a denier of the election. Just don't talk about it. Yeah. Just let that go away from your vocabulary yeah. and move on to other things and ignore this. They want you to shut up about it already, you know, and it's obviously stolen, but they're not going to admit that they stole it and they don't want you to accuse them of stealing just shut up about it and move on. <laughs> Nothing's happened here. Senator Mitch McConnell, he's uh, being considered uh, the minority leader because they didn't win the uh, the Senate. But, but that would be interesting if they had a revote in Arizona and if they were to get a revote in Nevada, maybe they, they might end up uh, losing. If they got those two Senate seats from a revote in Arizona and Nevada, and then if Herschel Walker were to win, it might go the other way for the Senate. But anyway... I thought this was interesting. McConnell's up for being minority leader again, and mm -hmm. his favorability has hit a record low, down yes. to just 7% of the voters. 7% of the voters. The doorman 
at the uh, Capitol has a higher uh, favorability rating than Mitch McConnell. 7%. Unbelievable. I don't know, Bill. They, they, they are, what do they say about uh, insanity? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, sometimes I feel like we're rats in a maze and they're just sitting there moving the cheese all the time. We all heard about uh, FTX and that whole yeah. nonsense. And it's a big story. It's getting bigger every day. But this was interesting. I saw this this morning. BlockFi, B-L-O-C-K-F-I, BlockFi, a platform for crypto-backed loans and trading, may also face bankruptcy due to its exposure to FTX, the beleaguered cryptocurrency exchange that was led by Democrat mega-donor Sam Bankman-Fried. I love that name, Sam. But if you saw this guy, folks, and I don't know how you would not have seen him because he's been everywhere in the past day or so um, in the, with file footage, this guy is maybe 30 years old, and he, he sounds like he's just got out of high school. And uh, how anybody could have thought that he was some big financial whiz kid is beyond me. On CNBC... They were calling him the next J.P. Morgan. The next you know, J.P. They, Morgan. All right. If I talk to you about dollars, mm -hmm. real money and cash, you would have enough knowledge of it and how it works to carry on a good conversation, right? Right. All right. So now let's go to Nerdland, where <laughs> cryptocurrency came from. Yes. Do you understand what cryptocurrency is? Do you understand how it works? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me at all. No. So if I if I get nerd kid that yes. looks like he came out of a you know uh, some uh, American apple pie movie or whatever it is you right. know the loser kid you know and he comes in here and starts babbling well you know it would make sense or you would sit there and nod going oh oh because you don't want to appear to be stupid to this kid <laughs> that's talking some about something that yes. you don't know, but he must know because he's part of the younger generation. And he's a nerd, yes. And, and he's a nerd, and they know this kind of stuff and the cryptocurrency, and he's got to know what he's talking about. His condo in, in the Bahamas, he lives with about 10 people, and they live in this polyamorous, Commune, okay, yeah. polyamorous environment. He's got a girlfriend, yeah. but he's not exclusive to her. So they, they live out of bounds down there. In every way. They live in the Bahamas, I'm sure, because it's away from the rules and regulations we have to deal with. And they also live in a personal out-of-bounds uh, arrangement. But his girlfriend was on television last night, and she's in charge, I think they said, of $30 billion worth of investments. And she sounded like a numbskull. She sounded like a nimrod. She said, I have all this money and I don't know what to invest in. And, oh, well, I, you know, they said to think out of the box and uh, invest in things that you don't think that are uh, normal. And I mean, this is what she was talking like. And I'm thinking people put their life savings into this FTX company, thinking that it was mm -hmm. going to be handled by people who were competent and qualified. And they got these jerks. Have you ever looked at artwork? Now, you know, I buy paintings from a guy, and but I buy paintings. Uh, well, there's the Beatles, 
you know, uh, there's Bob Marley, there is pop culture, and you know, I'm big uh, into uh, up there. I'm big into the Far Side by Gary Larson, but that's all. That's, that's... Okay, but it's <laughs> it's a real painting and something you can understand, and people go, oh, they're into digital art. <laughs> that's yeah. got to be something. Yes, he's you know, impressive. Okay, so so you can't do digital art on a piece of paper. No, you need like a little draw pad or something like that. You draw a stick person. A yes. stick person. Yes, but it's Sign my stick thing. person. It's your stick person. Yes. And you put it out there and go, well, that stick person's 20 bucks. And somebody goes, ah, all right, I'll buy that 20 bucks in cryptocurrency. I'll give you my fake currency for your stick person. <laughs> now, you got that stick person and you're going, you know, that would look good with a cloud over its head. <laughs> put a cloud over it. Now it's an original, you know, digital art by you. But you're connected to the first person, yes. so you sell it, and they get a piece of that pie. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like a pyramid digital art scheme. You add something personal to it, and that's digital art. Got a in question, a nutshell. Bill? Bill. <clears throat> okay, you want to get into cryptocurrency? You have cash, your own cash, dollar bills, greenbacks. Mm -hmm. You buy into cryptocurrency i mean you have to buy into cryptocurrency to, to, to start to an account real money to right. exchange the digital and when you pretend go money when the digital pretend money it must grow in some way that's different than the way money grows in a regular bank it must have different percentages of stuff or it must be somehow it must have an attraction that you wouldn't get in a regular standard bank and then at the end bill you have to cash out, right? You have to, if you have $10 million worth of cryptocurrency, you have to be able to say to the the company, okay, I'm cashing out. I want my $10 million in, in U.S. cash. Isn't that the problem? That you start with real money, then you make it this fake digital money. It bounces around like a toy. And then at the very end, you're supposed to be able to go back and get it. The fake digital money, though, is not backed by anything except for I have this coin. It's a bill coin. It's digital currency. Yes. And I'm telling you, it's worth five bucks. It but is? if I get enough people to believe it and they say, okay, I'll give you five bucks for that digital coin. I get you a digital account, a little purse to hold your digital coins. Yes. And they have value based on what you believe that I sold you verbally. And then you sell it, and then other people do. Kind of like the dollar today, not backed by gold, except it's out there in this digital domain. And you know, AMC theaters and all mm -hmm. these different yeah. places now, they do take digital coin driving down the road. I sit there and go, oh, there's the quick Martin gas. Oh, you can fill your tank up on your digital currency. I'm sitting there going, you know. Oh, man. It, it, to this, me, it sounds like it sounds like something that twenty years ago, if I if someone developed a scam like this, they would have been arrested, and now they're promoting it. Yeah, it's a hose job. Hey, real quickly, apparently over the weekend, religious leaders got together in Sinai mm -hmm. to uh, pray for forgiveness of our climate sins and looking for intervention from God to give them the Ten Commandments of climate control and also for us to be more inclusive. In the Bible, to rewrite the Bible, they want to rewrite the Bible <laughs> to be more inclusive of transgenderism. Mm. <laughs> these these people must have too much time on their hands, you know. Really, they must. It's not the first time that politicians 
or religious leaders have rewritten the Bible. So, you know, when people sit there and go, well, you know, the Bible says, did it really say that or did we change it or whatever? Speaking you know, or, of, and I can understand people's disbelief down the Bible because of fools like that. Speaking of religion, Washington, D.C. Cardinal William Gregory, a uh, Wilton Gregory, I'm sorry, has canceled the yearly youth rally in mass for life held in conjunction with the March for Life. Now, it's a first like in 20 some years. And uh, for some reason, he's decided that uh, they're not going to participate anymore. This guy is the same guy who said uh, to Joe Biden it was perfectly okay to uh, stop by the cathedral and get communion, even though he was essentially, because he's of his pro-life stance, a pro-abortion stance, rather, he was essentially living in sin. <clears throat> he also invited Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi to speak from the pulpit of his own uh, cathedral during the funeral of journalist and author Cokie Roberts. Uh, uh, you know, well, now now we're of the opinion that if we disagree with something in the Bible, God is all-knowing, but God, you made a mistake right here. We are going to correct it for you because you've given me divine intervention in my mind. Oh, friends, with that, we got to say goodbye. We've run out of time again. But look it, the good news is we're going to be back tomorrow, and there's going to be a lot more to talk about. Trust me. Trust is that me. good news for some or bad news? You know, yeah, I guess it depends on how <laughs> yeah. who it is receiving the news. <laughs> Have yourself a wonderful day. By the way, you can contact us anytime you want to, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Of course, that phone number is good for both entities. It's mail at itsanotherday.com. Also, mail at crnamerica.com, any which way you want to do it. We're here for you. You got to check out crnamerica.com. It's still a work in progress. We're still growing. But uh, because we're all friends here, you can you can go to the site and see how it's uh, going to be. I mean, it's not going to only be our show. There are going to be other shows in the not too distant future, and uh, but right now you're going to hear a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, if you got a podcast, you think, uh, hey, I'm I'm kind of like you guys. Well, go ahead, send us uh, a letter. To actually, do that too. You can do it to either or crnamerica.com or crn. It's another day. Or I mean, uh, mail at it's another Mail at crnamerica.com. I'm Bill Knight, and I get confused easily. <laughs> Don't you're not alone. <laughs> Have you? Have yourself a uh, a great day, my friend. We'll do it again tomorrow. Bye. I'm going to go gargle, gargle some coffee right now. <laughs> good. Ooh, that was good. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.